You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Hey, y'all, welcome. Hi, everybody. It's me, Rick. <laughs> and this is Amy, if you can hear me. Welcome to the Take Him With You podcast. I think you need to turn down the music because it's hurting my ears and I can't hear me. Here we go! Sick him on a chicken. Sick him on a chicken. Sick him on a chicken and watch them feathers fly. Sick him on a chicken. Sick him on a chicken. Break out the butter and the flour ready to fry. My dog Pete's the smallest dog of all the dogs in my yard. This is episode number 221 of the Taking With You podcast. And uh, if you didn't already know and you haven't heard, today is the great chicken debate. Mm. Yes. So we had music that was appropriate to it. So you're going to be talking later on our subject actually about gardening in a spiritual sense. I'm sorry, I just like this part. That fun. If you say so, dear. That's awesome recording. Listen. I heard this awful noise coming out of the woods. Coming out of the woods. I heard chicken screams. Knew it wasn't gonna be good. I think we lost a chicken. I think we lost a chicken. I think we lost a chicken because I just heard a cry. I think we lost a chicken. I think we lost a chicken. But you can get another one for $1.79. Over a couple of years, his spurs had grown. He was safe to keep around the home. And he almost took an eyeball from Lonnie's son. Okay, well, there you go. Okay. You like this one? Well, that sure doesn't convince me that I want a chicken. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. And uh, we will be uh, talk right after we talk about what's going on in the Moyers house, we will have our great chicken debate. And then uh, we're going to play the sermon I gave this morning at the Raymond Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. In First and Baptist do you want to tell people why? We are late getting our podcast out. We we um had a very special day yesterday where we went and drove about three mile or three hours north of us. Well, I think we lost a chicken. We lost a chicken? Yeah. I'm Did just you? joking. Oh. No, um we got to spend the day with your family. Yeah. And so I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. It just gets into the thing I want to check. Go ahead. Keep talking, dear. I was putting a little music underneath you. I'm too distracted. You need to start over. (laughs) All right, go ahead. No, you need to go back. Are you going to edit all that out? Because it was really annoying. Go ahead, just go ahead. (sighs) Maybe I should play my harmonica. Why don't you just tell them what we did yesterday? No, you were doing great. <laughs> we drove where we drive? We drove to Bainbridge Island, but first She's got the flamey angle. But first we stopped off in Paul's Bow, Washington. Don't get my wife mad. <laughs> we 
stopped in Paulsbo, Washington. And we, oh, we got to, see got some of to our friends. visit some of our friends that have been friends for years and years and yeah. years. They, a long time ago, I knew um, Emily was a friend of mine, and she was in our youth group. Mm-hmm. And her mom... <coughs> I worked with her mom. ...was the administrator of the church she worked at as yeah, youth, youth pastor, social pastor, and... <coughs> And then we also whatever got to, kind of pastor you were, there. and I got to talk with Brandon, my good friend Brandon, who is the husband of Emily, mm-hmm. and he was also in our youth group. Well, before of. that though, I was friends with him. He grew up on the same, in the same area as I did, and grew up, went to school with our my your cousin cousin. Yeah, I think he took your cousin to prom. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they have a child named Jackson who is just awesome. He's and a we were cutie. actually we stopped by to give him. Ice Cube, uh, Darth Vader Ice Cube molds, mm-hmm. and a book about Star Wars. Yes, because he loves Star Wars. Yeah, and it was really fun. So we got to see them, and then we got to visit with my parents and see my sister's new property on Bainbridge. Mm-hmm. They're, they've got their foundation in, <coughs> yeah. mostly, and um, yeah. got the foundation dug and poured, and kind of a little bit of, um, <coughs> kind of, I... A little bit of a road put in, so they're they're getting there, and they're going to have um, power come in this next week, and the framers coming the week after that. So yeah, pretty so they're exciting. busy on there. So and we're excited because they're only going to be about two, two hours, hours away, away versus two and a half. Two and a half, yeah. Which is great. Yes, that's that is you know a whole half hour closer. That's going to yeah. be awesome. But anyway, we went up and visited my folks and had uh, dinner with them, mm-hmm. and that was really fun. My dad and, barbecued and chicken. What, yeah, your dad barbecued chicken on a cool infrared grill that I want now. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. You know, here's the cool thing about the infrared grill. Mm-hmm. You put the chicken on it, and it didn't flare up. Like the the grease didn't light on fire. There was but this tray. My question them. is. What's your question? Is this gas or electric? I think or? it's gas. It wasn't. There was no cord going to it. Huh. Yeah. I don't know how infrared works. Hmm. Is it battery operated? I don't think so. You might have to look it up. That's kind of different. Yeah. Never it was really. It looks like infrared. RoboCop. The the grill looks like RoboCop. Hmm. Okay. So they cooked a chicken. <coughs> yeah, and I put in my mom's <laughs> new. Um, modem for her comcast cable um internet so she goes really fast now she's and you happy. fixed her surround sound right i didn't fix it i just helped her figure it out yeah yeah she and had to figure out to put it on a certain channel and so then we had an awesome time I'm talking. Not catherine came with either. us yeah catherine came with us and then jade came with us too mm-hmm. but she got in a little bit of trouble yeah she started to chew through one of catherine's seat belts not a good dog yeah. Well, that and she, she slobbered all over. The car. Well, she would have been able to play out where my sister's property was, but she would got in fights with my sister's dog, so we had to put her mm-hmm. in the car. How sad for Jade. Yeah, that was sad. She had to be in the car quite a bit yesterday, but she liked it when we were driving. I think she enjoyed every moment of her driving. She likes well, to driving, sit but she didn't like being in the car tied up when we were. She in the drooled house. on purpose. Drooled all over the car. All over the car. Catherine wasn't very happy <laughs> because there's drool and dog hair all over her car. Well, if you leave me in the car, I just spit all over the car. No, no drool. Oh really? No, not I've really. I've never known that. I didn't. I don't really do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
So. And I've been. Okay, so yeah, so we got a wonderful time doing that. And then and today we got up and drove down to Raymond. Well, I came home last night and then oh. studied for my sermon. Mm-hmm. My message that you're going to hear today uh-huh. on the podcast. And then got up early this morning and actually did the PowerPoint in the car mm-hmm. on the way to the church. Mm-hmm. And how okay. did it, I didn't, by the way, how did it look? Because it, I asked my wife to take pictures and she didn't. I forgot to take pictures. Because I used illustrations with like and I told them jars and dirt and all this other stuff. I and, told them it was just because I was so enthralled with his message. Yeah, right. I yeah, I believe didn't you. didn't remember. How about if you pictures? just forgot? Okay. Well, it was, you know, it was a good message though. Everyone seemed to really like it. Except for there was this one guy. <laughs> It was really funny. We have we have this one guy that sits in the front row, and when he listens, he he doesn't have a filter. So whatever thought comes into his head, he doesn't have a filter. You know how most most of us, us don't come with filters. You have to buy those. We put we did change the oil though lately and put okay. new filters in, and an air filter in your car. Uh, yes, most of us try to filter what we think so we don't say things that might offend people or hurt people's feelings even if we might think them (laughs) we try to like filter out maybe some things that wouldn't be appropriate to say well there's this sweet guy that sits in the front and he he kind of talks through the whole service and and um you know he just keeps everyone on their toes and he he (laughs) said something about my brother was leading worship, and, and this gentleman said, he said something about, my brother said something about the song was Terry to pray for an hour or something. And he goes, well, until noon, and then we send Rick and Amy home. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that. But he he actually told you before that you were his favorite preacher, so oh, I guess nice. we shouldn't feel too bad. You know, that's one nice thing about being around people that don't have the ability to filter. And it's like um, <laughs> he may see, say things that might hurt your feelings, but he might also blurt out things that are really nice and sweet too <laughs> he, i didn't have a problem with him when i was speaking so no he funny. he he did fine he's he, he's a good guy he's a good guy and he you are his favorite preacher oh that's nice yeah. well okay so <laughs> that's what we did today but this last week um i've been cutting a bunch of our flowers yeah i know because our, they're, our, they're kind of our tulips are on their legs. last legs so i've been giving them away before they die don't check your stuff when we're on well, the I got, podcast. I just got a couple messages, one from my son and one from my brother-in-law. Family, this comes important. Go ahead and talk about your talk. So go ahead. Okay. Check your messages while we're on the podcast. <laughs> okay. So I cut. I did some bouquets, one for the, the owner of the Chinese restaurant that we go to every week, and she really thought they were awesome. And then I gave some to um, my mom. And also, who else did we give? Oh, and to Kira, my son's uh, girlfriend. And, you know, we forgot to take some to your mom today. I was going to. Oh, well, hopefully there'll be some. Maybe there'll be some for Thursday when I go out. I don't know if there will be any left. They're looking like pretty ready. They are getting kind of tired. Well, we sure enjoyed doing the mm-hmm. flowers this year for, for springtime. Now we're going to, 
we've got a bunch of summer flowers that we've planted. We put a, a gutter up on the side of our fence. That might sound weird to people, but no, I, I saw it on it. Pinterest. And, you can see and, everything um, on Pinterest. Yeah. I Actually, what I saw on Pinterest was they took like three or four gutters and they nailed it to the side of the house, like a southern-facing side. Right, right. Because like people in <coughs> um, Alaska and stuff have such short growing season, uh-huh. they would put it on a southern-facing wall and they could plant things a little bit earlier because just like Alaska, we in Western Washington, we get a lot of rain and we have a cold spring. Mm-hmm. And this way, the plants are up out of the soggy ground. Right. And if you plant it on the southern facing um, wall, you get um, all, the, all sun the sun during the day. During the day. And so they were able to kind of expand their growing season a little bit more. So you came up with a brilliant idea. Well, I didn't want to nail things into the side of our house and ruin our siding. Right. So I I'm thought. I'm glad for that. I thought, you know what? I can put them on my fence that I, we have this ugly chain link fence that I don't like. And I can put it on the I need top. To paint it again. It needs painted. Yeah, again. I have some of that silver rust oleum yeah. I need to put on there again. Yeah. But um I thought I know, I'll just get some of these really big cable ties, zip ties and and, you did. and zip them on there and I did and it worked great. She also drilled holes in the bottom. Yeah, for drainage. So you wouldn't want to use these on your real house. Yeah. Because you got to have drainage in the soil. And but, it would uh, be, yeah. yeah, then you get dirt. So we planted onto the summer air. flowers in there. You planted some. some and I'm uh, going to be planting some spinach seeds maybe, maybe today or tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to put some little baby spinach <coughs> seeds in there. And Is there such a thing as baby spinach compared chaos. to regular spinach? Well, I guess part of it is that you just pick the spinach leaves when they're smaller and not wait for them to get real big. I got it. And just so that way it won't be big in there. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. So that's, I didn't have any real work this week. Um, It was kind of a lull between jobs. So I actually organized a bunch of my demos for auditions, did a bunch of auditions, haven't got anything yet. And uh, that was my week. And what else did I, I did? What, but I did that was kind of nice because you were able to. Oh, go we went out. to the Star Trek thing. Yeah. Yeah, Thursday night we had. Yeah, it was fun. Actually, the Thursday, date. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday we've been kind of busy because yeah. Thursday we went out. I got back from work and we went. <coughs> Drove up to Olympia, which is about forty-five with, minutes from our house. Yeah, double date with our oldest son and his wife Ivy, Nathan and Ivy. We went and saw <coughs> the best of both worlds TNG episode mm-hmm. on the big screen at the theaters at the mall and then friday um we had and i uh, met my friend amy uh-huh not your wife <coughs> amy but your friend amy she was on she listens to this podcast she was on the enterprise as a she a won guest. as a fan she won uh, yeah. a spot on the star trek series enterprise mm-hmm. it was fun a guest spot. i saw yeah. her on that yeah i did too i almost awesome. didn't recognize her because when she had the guest spot she had really short hair mm-hmm. And, and we met, by the way, we met her husband, Neil, which mm-hmm. he's and really he cool. Really nice. <coughs> so we decided next time we're going to meet together and have dinner beforehand. Yeah. That'll be fun. And, okay, so that was Thursday. Thursday. Friday. Friday. We changed the oil on my car. We mm-hmm. went for errands in the morning. Yeah, I had to go to the eye doctor. Right. And then we went 
um, then our son Andrew and his girlfriend came over, and we worked on the changing the oil. And he you, changed you guys oil on three of our vehicles. Three, well, his vehicle and two of ours. You guys did that, and I did some yard work and some. And then work. we made waffles for dinner. Strawberry waffles. Well, you did made mm. strawberry. I didn't have strawberries on mine. Why wouldn't you want strawberries? I don't know. I They're just don't so like. Good. Strawberries on waffles are okay, I guess. Mm, I like strawberries and yeah, whipped cream. You do. And so we did that for dinner. And then, <coughs> then Saturday, Saturday we went we were to. Gone all and day. now Sunday, here we are. Sunday, we went to the Raymond and you preached. And now we're back to do our podcast late, but better late than never, right? That's right, my dear. So. Okay. So. Um, and by the way, uh-huh. the messages I was checking. Was for um, our podcast. It, it was kind of for our podcast because we interviewed my brother and sister-in-law. Like I interviewed them a Long couple of years yeah. ago. Uh-huh. Well, since then, my brother-in-law's written two more books, and so <clears throat> we're going to get copies of them and and kind of read through them, mm-hmm. and then kind have of? him. Well, we'll read through them, and then we will have my brother-in-law on again. He has a, a unique ministry. Um, to um, Vietnam veterans and their families. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that before when we interviewed um, he and my sister. Um, but since then, um, he's done more traveling and more getting together with other um, vets from his, I don't know if you call it squad or battalion I, I don't know the terminology military stuff but he's got together with other um, Vietnam veterans and they've kind of um, talked about other some of their stories and how they have kind of overcome some of the battle trauma and a lot of stuff a lot of kindness so yeah, we'll talk we'll, we'll probably get together with him maybe the end of May <coughs> I'm hoping okay and our son is fine yeah, our son was fine. Okay. Yeah, good. All right. And, uh, yeah, so uh, I think it's time. <clears throat> Is it time? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the great chicken debate. up we would go to the feed store and we would buy these little chicks they were all yellow and fluffy and they were in these big trays and with heat lamps on them and we would buy them for i don't know how much they were they were cheap then and we would uh, put them in a cardboard box and we'd take them home and we'd put them in the utility room with a heat lamp and the little chickens would grow up and, and then, then we put them in the chicken coop and they'd turn into cute little chickens that went bark, 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 
And they'd peck around and they'd eat food and scraps and stuff. And then they would lay eggs. They would go, rawr, 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 and you go in and there was an egg. What did they? What did you do with the chickens when they stopped laying eggs? We ate them. And how did you go about that? We chopped their heads off, pulled their guts out, defeathered them, and ate them. Did you enjoy that? No. I mean, I enjoyed the chicken, but I don't like killing them. But anyway, I want chickens. I want <laughs> chickens. I, I decided that chickens are such cool animals. We don't have chickens. And I think our chickens would be cool. <coughs> so I am in favor of getting some chickens. So here are the things that I think would be great about it. One, they're cute. Chickens are cute if you get the right ones. Two, wait, two, um, chickens eat bugs and we need less bugs around the house. Third, chickens lay eggs. I love farm fresh eggs. Yum. And fourth, chickens are a comfort when you're sad. Okay, so there you go. Those are my four reasons for the chickens. And this is the great chicken debate. So tell me why we shouldn't have them, dear. Um, it'll cost money to build a coop and to make sure the fences are tall enough. Everything costs money. Don't. It costs a lot of money to feed them. And we already are paying a lot of money for cat food and dog food and advantage and you really think all that stuff. Okay, that how much with... if we got four chickens, do you think it would really be a lot for food? Um I I'm not sure, but I, I know we already have a lot of pet food. Chickens bills. are very tiny and their stomachs aren't very large. I can't imagine them eating and too much. I'm not quite sure. And they, they might can eat be... the grass and stuff. Okay, they can be noisy. Chickens? They can be very noisy. No, well, I'm not planning on getting a rooster. But even regular chickens. I just heard you do do the sounds they make when they lay their eggs. Bagak! Yeah, not very nice. <laughs> <coughs> and, and But don't you love it when they go... <laughs> they, just, they just look at you with this dead stare, empty stare, like the lights are on, but nobody's home, and they go... I love that. Hmm. So, um, uh, don't you how, what do you feel about cleaning up chicken doo-doo? I thought chicken manure is excellent compost. Um, it's rather acidic, so you have to treat it. How would it. you know? It, it is higher acidity. Be careful you how you to, say that, um, dear. Amy's cussing on the program. It might work to compost it with a bunch of other things, but you can't do straight chicken stuff <laughs> because it would it would burn the plants. <clears throat> you can make a tea out of it and like put a little bit of. Chicken I would never drink chicken poop tea in a bunch of water and then tea use time. the water to, to water. But it's kind of you know. Do you really want to? I mean, this is a this is a deal. How much poop can four chickens make? How much poop can four guinea pigs make? And remember when we had guinea pigs? Even one or two guinea pigs, <coughs> it would smell. And I don't recall. Do you think chickens smell really? I don't recall. I don't you... recall chickens smelling too Listen, bad. Listen, I don't recall you cleaning the guinea pig cages ever. I did. Um, not times. not very often. And and you don't clean the cat 
litter boxes really ever? Well, I dumped the whole box out. When? I, w I could. <laughs> see, see, this is a deal. Is Rick likes flowers, <sighs> but I do all the weeding and planting. I take their pictures. And I plant. A I planted bit. flowers yeah. out there. Kind of. I plant the starts in the house. You planted them incorrectly. You planted like a, a hundred seeds where you should have only planted ten. <sighs> What's a big deal? Well, they're not going to grow correctly. Well, we can weed out stuff. Hmm. So, anyway, the, the point of this here yeah. is that you think the chickens are cute. I do think they're cute. But... I would be the one probably cleaning up after them, chasing them down the road when they got out of our yard, apologizing to the neighbors for the smell and the the noise. Hmm. Okay, <laughs> okay. First of all, I think it's highly debatable that they smell. Um, poop smells. <coughs> I just said it. Sorry to our English friends. I realize that that is not an appropriate. Here in the U.S., we can say poop, and it's not Over considered bad. Over in England, bad. they say. They say the word that we think is bad. So I'm sorry. She I just almost said, said it. I saw it. I just said a word that you guys think is bad. Um, okay, chicken manure. Chicken <laughs> manure does smell, just like any manure. But, but four smells. chickens aren't going to poop that much, huh? Um, they will poop. Okay, so what do you do with chicken manure then? C couldn't we possibly clean it up? Okay, where do you put the cleaned up manure? I don't know. Where do you put it? Well, we'd have to build a compost bin, and then we could compost like our weeds. Won't and the our compost grass. smell then if it's? Oh yeah. Mhm. Mm yeah. Well, don't you need to get okay. like four? Because two chickens would be lonely, so they would need a couple of friends. Yeah. So if we got four hens, that would be. Do they lay an egg every day? Um, about, but not all year long. Okay, well, whatever they do, that would be four times seven is what? 28. 28 eggs a week. Yeah, so a little bit over two dozen. And they might not always lay an egg every day. And especially there's some seasons where they hardly lay at all, might not at all. Well, we still pet them and stuff. <laughs> You're going to go out and pet the chickens every day. Well, I mean, if I'm not getting rained on, I guess. <laughs> we get rained on 300 days of the year here. Well, we have to build a coop for them. Yeah. And we have to make it compatible to humans, too, so we could spend time with them. <laughs> what? Well, you got to spend time with your chickens. Oh, mercy. I spent time with my chickens when I was a kid every day. Yeah, but you're an adult now. I even hypnotized them. They're really vulnerable to hypnotism. Chickens. Did you, did you all out there hear me say that Rick was an adult now? <laughs> no. Okay. So so you really can hypnotize a chicken. I'm There's sure. two ways. Two ways. One okay. way is you draw a chalk line straight down the fence post. Uh -huh. And then we had these chickens that were so stupid that you would you would put their you'd put their head towards the chalk line because it was bright white. Yeah. And they would look at it, and you keep them there to stare at it and then pretty soon you let go of their head and you could move them this way and that way and their head would stay in the same place and they'd still be staring at the white line you could go up down and the chicken head would just stay right there in so, center 
and and so and then until you clicked them out of it because they were like, Ugh. so you're saying you want to have some stupid animals, and then uh, the other way you hypnotize them, you could put their their head <laughs> under their wing, like go like that and fold it under their wing mm. and spin them really fast, <laughs> and then just set them down, and they keep their head. They just, there just be this lumpy feather thing that was standing there. You were kind of abusive to your chickens. No, I didn't hurt them any. They were funny. There was only a couple of chickens that were mean, and they were the roosters because they were cocky little things. <laughs> they are. That's what they call them. Oh my, yeah. But I don't want a rooster. I just want yeah. some hands to lay eggs and be cute. Do you realize that I work at a farm every week? Okay. And I can get chicken eggs for three dollars a dozen <laughs> and they're really good fresh yeah, okay okay and they have a big farm that their chickens can run around on uh, we don't have that and and another <coughs> thing i i just realized we have a dog we have not just a dog we, we have, cats. have a blue healer who would go crazy chasing the chickens all over the backyard constantly because no, we just teach her not just like the cats. You cannot touch these animals. Uh huh. Why? Yeah, she would still try to hurt okay. them. Okay, okay. So I understand the whole egg thing. You can pay for them, but I could probably paying pay for the eggs. Okay, just for them for less than paying for the eggs does not equate experience, and the the atmosphere and the nuance of having chickens of your own that you can care for and and pet and talk to and feed and eventually scraps. murder i don't want to murder my chickens they can you know if they quit laying eggs i won't you'll retire just, you'll just keep on feeding them for about five years until they croak over i don't know how long does a chicken last i don't know you might need to research that <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they're a happy medium between a dog and a fish, a chicken. I'm not doing fish again either. I know you're not, but and fish are easy. <laughs> they stink. Okay, we're not about fish here. We're about chickens. This is the great chicken debate. <laughs> you didn't clean the fish cage. All right, fish you things either. okay, folks? Here's Aquarium. how this. Here's how it works. Okay, this is how it works always. You no, have no. these dreams no, no, and no, these no. visions. And I have to be the one okay, that right, okay, cleans up right, after okay, them. Okay. No, hold on. I'm trying to give instruction here, okay? <laughs> here goes. This is how it works. You've heard our debate about the chickens. Why don't you weigh in with us by by going in and, and well, maybe you could email. Maybe I should put a poll. Should we get chickens? Should we not get chickens? Well, I think I Can you do polls on Facebook? I think you can. I'm not sure. Can invite people to an event or something, but I'm not sure. All right, here's the deal. Let us know if you think we should get chickens. Ding, 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 ding. Or we shouldn't get chickens. Yay, no chickens. I mean, I think chickens are cute. I would like them eating my bugs, but I don't have to clean little chicken poopies up from all over and little have them. chicken poopies well, and they eat Come on. they eat thing plants in the garden that you don't want them to eat <coughs> too they pull apart your plants that you don't want them to eat whatever he just all right everybody here's how you do it you ready email rick at takehimwithyou.com or amy at takehimwithyou.com and let us know in the subject line chicken 
And then in the body of the message, yes or no. Yes. Yes. Or no. 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 <laughs> yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. So we'll probably put something on Facebook too. So please let us know. We will? Yeah. Ah, yes. Did you hear you say yes? We'll put you said something yes. on Facebook, as I, what I said, for people who don't want to email. Should we get chickens? <coughs> the Moyer family get chickens? Four hens that would lay okay. eggs? And, and we need to say that we don't have a very big yard. I mean, it's okay size, but it's not anywhere. Chickens aren't that big. Yeah, but they need... I, I don't want to have... Hey, we're done with the debate now. It's no, time to if, vote. If we had chickens, I wouldn't make them stay inside. Voting will stay open for, for one until, week. Until next podcast, then we'll Right, and the then, we'll, then we'll see where we're at. Should we get chickens? Should we not get chickens? Should we support our local farm boy that I buy chicken eggs from every week? Yes, no, we should. She, this is, there's something wrong when my wife says she supports the local farm boy. Let's just say this. She should support her husband <laughs> and get chickens. But he cleans up after his chickens, and you probably won't. Why do you say these things? Because you don't clean up. <sighs> okay, everybody. The Great Chicken Debate. You can weigh in. By sending an email to Rick at takehimwithyou.com and saying chicken and say him. yes in the subject or in the body of the Or thing. Amy at takehimwithyou.com and say no, no, don't get chickens. No, don't do that. Don't get chickens. No, 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 don't Go vote pluck her a way. chicken. Go catch a chicken. What did you say? Go pluck a chicken. <laughs> I said pluck. Maybe we should rewind that just in case I didn't sound like I said. <laughs> okay, everybody. We'll be back in a moment with uh, today's subject. That's awesome. Well, sick chicken. Sick chicken. Sick chicken and watch them feathers fly. Sick chicken. Sick chicken. I can smell the kitchen and it's almost supper time. I don't know what he just said, but you know, whatever. Okay, so the chicken debate is over. It's time to introduce our our spiritual aspect of the podcast today, and that is a message that I did at the First Baptist Church in Raymond this morning. Hot off the press. And and he actually read from the Bible. <laughs> well, and what? And talked about, basically talking about a, a message that Jesus taught about gardening. No, about chickens. It wasn't chickens. Mm -hmm. But it was kind of comparing garden to like someone's heart and how, how <coughs> receptive their heart is to knowing God. Kind of. I would have said it differently, but that's well, right. Well, you will say it differently. <laughs> I just got my two cents in. You did. Yeah. More like 50 bucks. Well, thank you. I, I'm glad to know that you value my words. <laughs> <laughs> so, <coughs> here we go. What? Play the message. Okay, I'll play the message, and <coughs> we'll be back at the very end to wrap things up. Maybe I'll even play rap music, and we can wrap it up. Oh, no. Okay, we'll be back.
Hey everybody, this is my wife Amy. Behave yourself. We're getting ready to preach here in a minute. It was about a year ago that um, my wife and a friend of hers from Canada um, suggested that we go and see something that I had never seen before, and it was called the Rosengard Tulip Farm. Anybody ever been there? Yeah, at least three of us. Excellent. Well, um, I had no idea that it would be such an awesome place. And you have to understand that I, I am not a, um, I never was a gardener really until the last few years. And then I'm really not, I'm more of a hobby gardener and my wife is the real gardener. I just kind of help and take pictures of the flowers. Which captures the moment and then you have them forever. You don't have to grow them again if you don't want, I guess. <laughs> But um, we went to the Rosengard Tulip Farm. We drove, where is it at now? Laconner. Up by the Canada, Canadian, can, can, I was going to call it, what was I going to call it? The, the Canadian border. Anyway. The Canada border. That's right. The border to Canada. And we met our friend there, and she had a friend with her, and it was kind of a drizzly day, but it didn't matter. I was blown away. They had thousands and thousands of tulips and different colors. I, had, I thought a tulip was just a tulip, but these were various shapes and sizes and colors and, and textures and all sorts of crazy names for them. And they had planted gardens and gardens and gardens full. And then they had fields where all they had was tulips for just miles. And it was kind of funny because they had a yellow school bus right out in the middle of the field. And so that you had all these beautiful colors going right to this bus, this big yellow bus. It was kind of cool, very picturesque. Of course, I took a picture. I ended up um, really enjoying that. And then, of course, you know what they do when you're leaving? They hand you a catalog. And they say, you know, you could have these beautiful tulips at your home. And we took the catalog, and we were looking at it on the way back. And we took it home and didn't think much of it. And then a few weeks later, I saw the catalog again, and we opened it up. And we all decided to, we, the whole family decided uh, to give our, what we would want, what kind of tulips we would want. So we went through a bunch of different ones. And by the time we were done, we had way more than we needed to order. So we had to weed that down, <laughs> weed it down. And uh, we got that down to a certain point. And then we had to reduce it a little bit more so we could afford the, the bulbs. Finally, we made our order. And do you know that when you garden, you have to have patience. It's not instantaneous. It doesn't happen like that. You could say it happens overnight, but it doesn't. And I'm not that type of person. I want it now. They should have fast flowers, like fast food. But they don't. Yeah, you call it, that's right. It's called a florist. Very good. Very good. So anyway, um, we ordered the, uh, the flowers and we had to wait for them to come. I mean, like a, like a few months. And then when we got them, the instructions on them was, you know, prepare the soil, do all, they told us how to do it, plant them X amount deep and all this stuff. And so I let Amy figure that all out. And, uh, and I went out in a lawn chair and watched and supervised as she did it. She had all these patterns and everything because we had several different kinds. And so she's got this raised bed and she puts it all together. And it's really cool looking, just putting it together. It's kind of fun. And I'm watching, taking video and pictures and everything. We get it all done, and, or she gets it all done, and I'm watching. And uh, she looks at me and goes, okay, there it is. And I said, all right, so when does this stuff start to grow? 
And she goes, oh, honey, it'll be like six months. And I'm like, what? We wasted all that money for six months? I want it now. Well, it was right. It didn't do anything. Just sat, The dirt sat there. It looked ugly and yucky for months. And then about spring, a little bit before springtime, all of a sudden, these little green shoots started to come up. And pretty soon, and then within a few weeks, wow, it grew in these beautiful flowers. And it was just absolutely gorgeous. Well, um, we have grown a lot of things over the years, but we have found something to be very, very true. Really, it's not about the flowers or even the seeds sometimes. Mostly it's about the dirt. And it's really interesting, if you read in the Bible of how we were created, did you know that we all are just dirt? We were created out of the dust of the earth. God created us out of the dirt. So we're all dirt bags. But we're divine dirt bags because God breathed life into us. And now we're alive. It's all about the dirt. But do you know, there are many types of dirt in the world. If you do any gardening at all, you know there's dry dirt, there's wet dirt, there's, uh, there's dirt with moisture control. There's, they have every kind of dirt you can imagine. Miracle grow. Miracle grow, that's right. <laughs> hey, it's biblical. Miracle grow. So they have every kind of dirt you can imagine. And there really is an interesting passage of scripture here that we can look at. And I believe that we can get something out of it because all of us at one time or another are different kind of dirt. And so, are you ready? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you bring seasons into our life and that you cared enough to breathe life into us dirt people. It's amazing that you would use us and we are so grateful that you do. We have so many different things going on in our lives and you are the author of our life. And so we thank you and help, we ask you to help us today as we look into your word to get something that would help us to serve you better and the people around us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, certain laws have been set into motion. If you plant a seed, it grows and it produces after its own kind. You don't plant tomato seeds and get corn. You plant tomato seeds, well, and around here, sometimes you get tomatoes. Corn, sometimes you get corn. We haven't had a lot of luck with corn. But if you plant a seed, usually it grows. If you put it in the right kind of soil, it grows and it makes what it's supposed to make. But seeds can't really grow unless they're planted in healthy soil. There are some seeds that like a certain type of soil, other seeds like a different type of soil. And if you plant them in the wrong soil, they don't grow. A lot like us. And I believe, like I said before, God made us from dirt. He breathed life into us. And the question is, which kind of dirt are you? What kind of dirt am I? So we're going to be in Matthew chapter 13. And I want to read to you a parable that Jesus told some folks. I'm going to use the Message Bible this morning as a kind of a story. And we're going to start in uh, chapter 13 of Matthew. Matthew, that's appropriate. At about the same time, Jesus left the house and sat on the beach. In no time at all, a crowd gathered along the shoreline, forcing him to get into a boat. Using the boat as a pulpit, he addressed his congregation, telling stories. What do you make of this? 
A farmer planted seed, and he scattered the seed. Some of it fell on the road, and birds ate it. Some fell on the gravel. It sprouted quickly, but didn't put down roots. So when the sun came up, it withered just as quickly. Some fell in the weeds. As it came up, it was strangled by the weeds. Some fell on good earth and produced a harvest beyond his wildest dreams. Jesus looked at them and said, are you listening to this? Really listening? Then he goes on to talk. They ask him a question. They say, well, how could, why do you use parables when you talk? And he's, he talks about a few things, but we're, we're concentrating on the actual parable. So skip down to verse 18. And he says, study the story of the farmer planting seed. When anyone hears news of the kingdom and doesn't take it in, it just remains on the surface. And so the evil one comes along and plucks it right out of the person's heart. This is the seed the farmer scatters on the road. The seed cast in the gravel, this is the person who hears and instantly responds with enthusiasm. But there's no soil of character. And so when the emotions wear off, and some difficulty arrives, there's nothing to show for it. The seed cast in the weeds is the person who hears the kingdom news, but weeds of worry and illusions about getting more and wanting everything under the sun strangle what was heard, and nothing comes of it. The seed cast on good earth is the person who hears and takes in the news and then produces a harvest beyond his wildest Dreams. Now, how many have heard this story before? Sure. It's pretty classic. It's, it's a really great story. And I really didn't understand this story to the depth that I do now until I started working from home and I, I wanted to make a flower garden. Before, I really didn't pay much attention. You know, if the plants grew, that was great. If they died, they died. If they grew, they grew. Now... I'm like, come on, man, you can do it, you can do it, grow up, be a flower, you know, do your thing. And, I, and well, we care about the soil and we're doing all these different things. I had no idea that so much work went into the soil. Way more work goes into that than the actual growing. In fact, when somebody compliments our flower garden, I just kind of laugh because I don't do that. God does that. We don't cause anything to grow. We just give it an atmosphere where it can. But God is the one who causes it to grow. And really, if you think about it, he's put that whole process in motion. And all we have to do is kind of follow along with what he said and make the soil good so that what he plants in it will grow. And our lives are a lot like that. We're a steward over our life. We have a moment in time where we are dirt and we have to make sure that we are cultivated so that when God plants seed in us, it grows and produces a harvest. Otherwise, we're just yucky dirt. But God never intended us to be yucky dirt. He, he intended us to be a garden ripe and ready to feed people and to advance the kingdom of God. So there's four types of dirt that we talk about here. I'm going to move over this way. Yeah, it's going to get dirty this morning. You guys ready? I don't know if I can. Get this part of it. Okay. Got my towel. Not that I ever use one when we're actually gardening, but that's all right. And my wife wants me to make sure 
that as I do this, see what we have here? Oh, wait a minute. You wanted a magic show, right? All right. Voila! We have four jars, but you wanted me to put this down on the special table so we don't hurt the table. Do you want to help me real quick? Somebody want to help me? I'm just going to move these. Or I don't think I can do this with one hand. All right, ready? Can do a couple of things. We have it inside out. I have it inside out? I'm sorry. I, you know, that's me. All right. Well, I brought with me this morning four jars. I wanted gallon jars, but these will do. And uh, four different types of dirt. Let's look at dirt number one. The very first dirt that we hear about in the parable of the sower as Jesus is speaking is the dirt that's shallow and, and void of nutrients. It's exposed. It's unprotected. So what do we have to have here with me today? Let's see. All right. Ready? I have some seeds. I've got, oh, those will come in a minute. And I've got some miracle drugs. Yeah. Dirt. And with the dirt, I have a little scoop. All right. Okay, so let's get some, let's go for the shallow stuff. The very first jar here. We'll just put a little bit in here. Just a little bit. And our very first seeds, when they get planted, the farmer goes out and he just doesn't even, doesn't even take time to see if the soil will even receive the seeds. And he just takes it and, you know, I can imagine him out there whistling. I don't have a care. I want to watch TV. And, and he just goes, la, 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 la. Okay. Well, what happens? We see the Bible says that all of a sudden the birds swoop down. We've had this happen. When you, some of the seeds you actually have to sow on the top. And we've had this happen with blue jays. We'll plant the summer flowers on the deck and get them all ready to go. And if we don't start them inside, all of a sudden we see this commotion. And the birds eat half the seeds before we get a chance. They love sunflowers. Plant the sunflowers. They find those. And they eat them. And then you don't get anything. But most of the problem is... We don't have enough soil. It doesn't take root. So what's the solution to that? I think the solution to uh, the, the shallow dirt syndrome, I would call it, is to pay attention, to actually care. See, sometimes we can go through life and we might have this, I mean, sometimes, like I say, we are different kinds of dirt at different times in our life, different seasons. And I remember, I think when I was younger, I didn't care a lot, you know, you, you just kind of get, what do you call it, lackadaisical, and you kind of do whatever you want to do, and you forget about this whole thing that God has your life, and we're supposed to be serving Him. So the, the, the way that we take care of this kind of dirt, if we're this kind of dirt, is we wake up and we pay attention. We turn our attention to God. And then the biggest thing we have to do is refuse to let the evil one pluck the seed out of our heart. How does he do that? I bet every one of us could answer that differently. There are many times in my life I'm tempted to do this or tempted to do that when I really know deep down I shouldn't be doing that, but I'll do it. And what does it do? It steals what I'm really supposed to be doing. It takes the seed that's supposed to be growing and it just plucks it up and eats it and then I kind of do my own thing. But how many know that when you do your own thing, it's not fulfilling? You, then again, you want to do more of your own thing. But it never seems to satisfy. And that's because it doesn't have any root. 
just gets stolen. All right, our second kind of dirt. Uh, the second kind of dirt was really interesting. Uh, it says that uh, he, he comes along and he, and he sows the, the, the seed, and it's the rocky and sandy soil. So I brought with me some rocks. I have to be careful I don't break the jars when I'm doing this, but I used to love playing with rocks when I was a kid out on the farm. We have a big truck come in with gravel, and we gravel our, our driveway, and then I just use all the big, cool-looking ones and do all sorts of stuff with my Tonka trucks. And love it. Okay, here we go. Look at that. And in this, there's just a little bit. Where'd my scoop go? Oh, there we go. And in, that, in those rocks, it's just a little bit of dirt. But watch what happens when you put dirt with rock. Look at that. It kind of sifts in between it and goes inside there. And there's not a whole lot of nutrients in that either. So when the seeds go in, here we go. There they go. You see how they, you can't probably see that good from there. But they went down in there. Some of them fell over this way. Some of them fell on top of the rock where there's no dirt. So there's no nutrients. Some got in there. So there might be a little straggler that comes up. So we have the rocky and sandy, not enough dirt ones. They don't have the right nutrients. They're basically pure emotion with no commitment. Have you ever been in a relationship like that? Oh, that, when I remember falling in love. Do you know that falling in love and the ooey-gooey feeling is wonderful, but commitment is better? Now, I'll tell you why. Because I remember Ina saying this to, uh, Ina and Don saying this to Amy. You can fall in love with anyone. Make sure you fall in love with the right one. It, the feeling and the emotion of it comes and goes. And if you've been married any longer than a couple, of, well, any longer than about two weeks, you know <laughs> that sometimes you don't feel so great towards that person, even though you do love them and everything. Their feelings come and go, but commitment is something that stays. And these guys aren't committed. They just fall on the rock, or they they just don't. They're not going to grow correctly because they're in rocky stuff. And and there's lots of things that can tempt us and get us to go this way and that way. So what is the, what's the solution? Well, the solution to the rocky soil is to take some rocks out. You know, when we're preparing our soil, we don't, there, there are some seeds that, li like corn likes a little more stuff in it than it likes, because it, I guess it stays warm or something, keeps it warm a little bit. But, but uh, you can't really grow anything in gravel other than weeds, usually. I mean, you have to go out and take Roundup and, Sprayed on the, the driveway and everything to get rid of all that stuff. But it's good to take some of the rocks out. And I remember when we were growing, um, um, what was it? Was it, it wasn't alfalfa. It was probably hay. I'm not sure what we grew out of. We had a big field that Dad would cultivate with the tractor and everything. I don't remember what we planted. I just went out and played on the tractor with him. So, but I do know this. Before we planted the seed, we would take this big thing out that had discs on it and everything. And it would come across and uh, it would take... What was it called? Oh, that works. Okay. But, uh, and then we would, uh, it was some type of thing that they dug along the back of the tractor and it would take the big, huge rocks and the lumpy stuff, the lumpy stuff, and it would sweep it all together and then we'd take that out and it would get all the chunks out so that the, the, the soil was ready to go. You know, we could plant something in there and the rocks didn't. I mean, farmers know 
You, can't, you don't plant in rocky soils. You take the rocks out. So our job then is to cultivate our soil and get some of the rocks out. It doesn't, it's not bad to look at our own lives and say, now, what's holding, back the, what's holding me back from commitment? Why am I not as committed to God as I should be? What are the rocks that are in the way? Push some of those aside and start to cultivate some soil. And, and you know what? When, you fill, when you're filled up with good, rich, fertile soil, then your life is built up and things can grow. All right, number three. This is fun soil. This is the soil that looks pretty good. In fact, around Grace Harbor, where we live, you can order topsoil from different companies, and they'll come and bring it. And they'll dump off a big, huge load of it in your driveway or wherever you want it. And it looks so good. It kind of smells, this kind of smells good. Hmm, there's something about it. Dirt. This is happier here. But you know what? Dirt can be deceiving. Sometimes it can look really good from the outside, but then you start giving it some sunlight and some water, and you, you get in there, and all of a sudden, stuff starts to grow out of it. And you're like, what is this? Well, what was inside of it was some weeds. Oh, look at what we got. Look at this nice weed here. Oh, my gosh. How am I going to do this without giving it all over, my dear? You don't know. You don't care. Okay. <laughs> there we go. I'm making a mess up here, Larry. So the dirt looks really good, but inside the dirt were some culprits called weeds. And we planted our good seeds in there, too. And they started to come up, and they looked pretty good. Sometimes you can't tell the weeds from the good stuff until they start to get a little older. And that can be deceiving sometimes. But then, what happens, weeds are more aggressive than regular plants. And weeds will overtake the good stuff. Case in point, morning glory. Oh, I, I, did you hear that? Everybody's like, ah. Do you know they actually sell Morning glory seeds at Walmart? What are they thinking? The stuff's going to take over the world. And it does. We have this beautiful rose uh, bush and a blueberry bush and, and, our, and our satellite TV box on the side of our house, right on this one side. And I'll tell you what. Morning glory must, I mean, you probably could put a camera on it and watch it grow. It's that fast. But what it does is it swirls around the rose bush. And it swirls around the blueberry bush. And it swirls around the, the satellite box. And pretty soon it starts choking it out. Beautiful. Morning glory is beautiful looking. But it kills the good plant. So what's the solution then? The solution is to remove the weed seeds from the soil, from our soil. And make sure we have a focused plan. The, the, the problem here is if we don't go through and look and see what's in there... We can get in trouble because it'll choke out the good stuff. Sometimes we need to spend some time filtering the dirt. Now get this. He actually specifically says when he explains the parable that the, the weeds are greed and worry. He, he actually says what it is, what chokes out the life. And you think about that in, in our lives. What has really been hard for us? 
wanting stuff that maybe we shouldn't have or wanting more than the neighbor has or worrying, are we going to have enough for this or what about this, what about that? Not trusting God. And what happens with that? Well, we get in trouble and it chokes out the life of what we're supposed to be doing. So get this, the biggest enemy is greed and worry. So to counteract greed and worry, we need to pray and give. Nothing makes the devil more mad when you do the opposite of what he wants you to do. He hates that. And the devil would say, yeah, get all you can, man, greedy. Oh, man, hey, you better work. It might not work out. What if, what if, what if, what if? The devil's the king of what if. And yet you turn it around and you begin to pray and, and bring your supplications before God and ask him to help. You enter him into the equation and all of a sudden that worry just kind of slips away. And then when you say, you know what, um, I, need to, I need to help that one person do this. Or, that, you know, the neighbor needs this. Or, or I, I know this family that needs this. And you take some of your money, instead of being greedy and wanting everything, you give it away. You go do something cool with it. And I guarantee you, it'll change the way your soil is. And then your dirt starts to change. And that's a good thing. Then the last one, of course, is good fertilized soil. We're talking about... Yummy, nice smelling soil. Oh, there, I'm going to get in trouble. This stuff you could plant, well, they do this, they filter it all in this stuff. But it, it's got moisture control stuff inside of it, little beads that hold onto the water and, and let it release when it's too dry, if you forget water. And it's just such nice dirt. Look at that dirt. Isn't that beautiful? Mmm, you can just take a big swig. Not really. Don't, don't eat dirt. I didn't see any kids, so I guess we're okay. And then look at We can put the seeds in there. And if my hands were long enough, which they're not, we'd poke it down in there and then cover it over. And that wonderful, rich, nutrient soil, in a few days, would start to, those seeds would germinate. And if we made sure they were in sunlight and had water, we could let God just take care of them. And pretty soon they'll start to grow and you got your crop of, uh, what did we plant today? We planted herbs. We planted dill. Mmm, I can smell the pickles now. That's pretty good. Now, I don't think that God requires us to live a perfect life. But I do think that, that it's, a, it's a life that should be full of rich moments with God. And in order to do that, we need to be good dirt ready to nurture and support and, and have growth and fruit in our lives. So, how many of you, now that we've talked about the four kinds of dirt, can see that you've been each kind of dirt once in a while in your life? I have. I like the seasons when I'm good dirt. <laughs> but, you know, it's okay. Take heart. Sometimes, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's the rocky soil. Sometimes we do have worry and greed that enter into our life and things don't work out the way we really want it to. We get disappointed and we can have weeds choke out some of the life. But I think today after we're looking at this, Jesus gave us an awesome idea and that is to cultivate the soil and to let good things into our life and listen to what he has to say. And, and I believe when we do that, we're good soil and we can change it. Seasons come and seasons go. How many are glad? Yeah, I wish it all could be flowers and, and butterflies. It isn't always, though. 
But that's okay. It's coming. It'll get there. It'll eventually happen. And if I could only be patient, then I would enjoy those flowers even more. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the seasons in our life. Even though they're not easy, they're definitely important. Lord, from the dust we're formed and to dust we will go again. And we pray that you would help us to be good dirt for your plans and purposes. Let our lives be effective on this earth and help us make a real difference. Give us the courage to work on the dirt in our lives and give us clarity that we might find out which dirt we are so that we can work on it. And we thank you for all that you're doing in our hearts and our lives. Thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for us that if we would put faith in him and what he's done from raising from the dead, we could have eternal life. What an awesome thing that you've done. You basically planted your son. And as a result of it, we can grow and we can be alive in him because of what he's done for us. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. So what'd you think? Well, I I love your preaching and I'm saying that sincerely. <laughs> you just have to say that. No, I don't. Okay. You should know me by now. If I don't like something, I do I know tell you, you by now. We'll be married twenty seven years coming up uh in a month or so. Month and a half. Yeah. What are we doing for our anniversary? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't either. I think we're going to be building a chicken coop. I don't think so. You know, the chickens are go- are right now ready to the chicks are ready to buy right about now. So mm. we're going to have if we're going to get them, it's time to do that. You think so? I don't think so. I want to raise them from little chickens, mm. little chicks, because I think they're really darling. Really I had a friend who had this this little rooster that she wanted to give away, and no one wanted to take him. Oh. And he kept on pooping. All over her porch. <laughs> it, it was an old old rooster, and his name was Yoda. Yoda, mm, and chicken. I am. And he kept on getting over Poop, up on the. I do. Getting up on the little tables and chairs on the porch and pooping all over them. What was that supposed to mean? What are you well, trying to dissuade me? Yeah, because I don't want to clean up after chickens. <sighs> And they get their little hairs all over. The the client that I buy. Hairs? Well, not hairs. Chickens don't have hairs. Well, they're feathers. Um, the client, they get their hairs all over the place. The client Rah! that I buy the chicken eggs. The, the client that I buy the chicken eggs from. Every time I, I um, go out there, there's always little feathers all over their porch. Oh, is that cute? Not really. I have to clean them up. Well, the chickens aren't going to be on our porch. Uh-huh. <coughs> Maybe if I bring one out to show a friend or something. Uh-huh. Or pet it. Chickens go everywhere. Chickens could probably come eat dinner with us and stuff. Mm, I don't know. Okay, well, anyway, th- thanks for joining us, everybody. If you want to help us out, you sure can. We take donations for chickens. <laughs> 
and you just all you have to do is go to no, take no, take him with you dot com take him with you dot com click on the donation button and then uh, in the special instructions to seller or donation write get your chickens no okay thank you and or if you want to help with the podcast you can do that too that would be okay and write to us rick at takingwithyou.com or amy at takingwithyou.com write chicken in the subject line and yes in the chicken body. in the subject line no <laughs> please thanks for joining us everybody we'll see you next week for another exciting episode of take, take that him. chicken with you <laughs> take no <laughs> <laughs> Do your spiel. This has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2013. All rights reserved. Vote yes. Vote no. Yes. No. Yes. No. <laughs> See? <laughs> exactly why. Why would I need more chickens? I've got enough noise here. You're just chicken. You're noisy. Don't be so foul. I just tried to wing it anyway. I mean, you don't have a leg to stand on. Uh, and I sorry. do want to keep everybody abreast of the situation. Sorry, everybody. He's torturing you with his puns. Have a great week, despite Chicken that. jokes. I'll stop doing chicken jokes if you let me buy one. No. Four of them. You know, well, I'm a chicken fried. A cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right. And the radio Well, I was raised up beneath the shade of a Georgia pine And that's home, you know Sweet tea, pecan pine, homemade wine Where the peaches grow In my house, it's not much to talk about but it's filled with love, it's grown in southern ground And a little bit of chicken fried Cold beer on a Friday night A pair of jeans that fit just right And the radio sign on a piece of mind this I've come to know so if you agree have a drink with me raise your glasses for a toast to a little bit of chicken fried and cold beer on a Friday night a pair of jeans that fit just right and the radio world of a lot to see the sunrise see the love in my woman's eyes feel the touch of a precious child and no mother's love
thank God for my life and for the stars and stripes. May freedom forever fly. Let it ring. Salute the ones who died, the ones that give their lives so we don't have to sacrifice all the things we love, like our chicken fries and cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right And the radio I like to see the sunrise See the love in my mama's eyes Feel the touch of a precious child And know a mother's love Gets a little chicken fried And cold beer on a Friday night A pair of jeans that fit just right And the radio Precious child. 